Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. Started hot, 
got lukewarm, went a little cold, and didn't finish the out fire. So it was up and down pay-per-view. And uh, then we'll do a movie review. We'll talk about Wonder Woman. And then we'll put a bow on this and send it home. How that sound? That sounds good to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Kathy Griffin. Now, I didn't see exactly the skit she did or whatever. And I saw the aftermath of what happened. So I saw um, the fact that she got fired from, um, was she MSNBC? She wasn't Fox News. I thought it was CNN, wasn't it? Or It might have been CNN. Yeah, but I think it was CNN. She got fired from CNN from comments that she made about President Trump. Oh, that's hard for me to say. But um, she made comments and... They fired her, so she went speaking out against, you know, her getting fired and said she was broken, and now they finally broke her, and it's that and the fourth. Was it was it my her thing. comments or her depiction? That's my understanding that it was her depiction of him. Yeah, yeah, that's a better word for it. That's why I like you college-educated people. Oh, that's please. a better word for it. Um, yeah, it was pretty much her holding up his head, Dripped in blood. It was really a poor taste. Okay, I'm going to say this. Do I like Donald Trump as our president? Hell no. But he is our president. He is the commander-in-chief. And it's hard for me to say that without throwing up a little bit in my mouth. But it's true. That's who he is. So let him do what he's going to do. He's going to screw up. Let's not keep in, in these people. And I'm talking about like Hollywood people keep going to hell, like taking digs at him, taking digs at because I think they're trying to help their careers more than trying to speak about what's going on in, in America. I just think they're really trying to help their careers because, and I'm not being disrespectful to Kathy Griffin, but what has she really done lately? And she did that, and now she's all over the news. Mm-hmm. So let's just back off a little bit. Let him screw up what he's going to screw up. Just watch what he does. And then if you really want to make a difference, in four years, hit the polls like you're supposed to and vote his ass out of there. But it's not too much more we could do right now. What's your uh, opinion, Felicia? It's the truth, but, you know, sadly, we did hit the polls, and um, our vote did put Hillary in office, but it's yeah, an electoral college, and, you know, whatever happened with that. It's not the first time we've seen something like that happen. Um, you know, it happened with Gore and who was at Bush again. Um, so, you know, it happened, but now we just need to move on, and I think that, you know, there's hypocrites on both sides because we always say freedom of speech, freedom of speech, you know, this and that. But then they draw a line as to what you can say and, you know, when and how and who about. So it it's, it's it needs to be clarified, you know. It's like, do we live in a politically correct world or not? And I don't know. But um, my thing is they know who Kathy Griffin is. Um, 
you know that she's raunchy and crass and, you know, um, so you knew she was going to do something like that. Do I agree with what she did? No, not in the in the venue that she did it or the avenue she, she used to do it. I don't agree with that. You know, being a figure, you have to watch what you do. Um, it's not like she did it on the Internet. She did it on, you know, or she could have did it on the Internet. I didn't see, you know, where exactly she did it from. But if you're a figure, you have to uphold certain things, and you know that there's going to be certain consequences. So maybe she did want that attention, and maybe she just didn't care. Um, but at the same token, like I said, going back to the hypocrisy, things about other presidents were said, you know, worse than what mm-hmm. being said now, um, to the same extent about what, you know, same extent of what's being said now, and nobody really did anything. So once again, we need to draw that line as to, you know, what can we say and what can't we say? Because you can't, you know, close up eye or turn the cheek to everything that was said about our president before Trump and, you know, pitch a fit about everything that's being said about Trump now. So we just need to pick. Basically, you know, and and I'm I'm a hit, I'm a hit right on what you're saying. When they was putting mannequins of Obama up with nooses around his neck, nobody said crap. When they were calling him monkeys and coons and and instead of um, you know how he had the thing hope, the thing with rope and had a rope around his neck, nobody said jack. But she did that against Trump, and everybody was up and on. But I digress. Right. But that's pretty much what, you know what I'm saying? But we do have freedom, a lot of freedom to speak our minds and freedom of press and all that good stuff. But it's just when you get certain people in office, people get a little sensitive. And they really, right. it seems like nobody likes Trump, but somebody got to like him because of that. Didn't it? You so somebody did of- something. Right. I don't know. You posted a video of um, the comedian and actor Jim Carrey saying something. I didn't watch it. What did he say? He pretty much, if I can remember correctly, because I posted that a couple of days ago. You know my memory. Got hit the head one twenty times and still chairs. But he was pretty mm, much no, saying. <laughs> he was pretty much saying, like, okay, everybody jumped on her. But, you know, you have this idiot in office who's doing this and that. And we have to, like, we have to take control of our situation kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? That was not verbatim what he said, but that's pretty much what he admitted. It was just that he's in office. You can speak your mind, but somebody voted his ass in there. Yeah, I agree. And, you know. That's a good point because if you look at what he's doing now, he pretty much, like, diminished and, you know, um, ridiculed the uh, leader of London right now, the mayor of London. You know, he called him, pretty much he called him stupid and, you know, that he's not doing a good job. So how is he able to, you know, talk about other people? This way, and once we say something about him, it's like, oh, rah, rah, rah. 
it's it's hypocritical. It's very hypocritical. And um, funny, I'm gonna bring this up. Jim Cornette has you know he has his little radio show or whatever. And somebody from a different country wrote in or emailed him rather, saying how dumb Americans are because you let Donald Trump get in office and Donald Trump's this and that, blah, blah, blah. And Jim Cornette was like, you know, I could even answer him back because he's right. The fact that we let him in office is just stupid. The fact that we let uh, a racist be commander-in-chief is a joke. And this is somebody from a total different country that sees this and says, like, this is a joke. So you know all these foreign countries now look at us as a joke. Right. And it's sad because they went from cheering us when we voted Obama in to now saying, oh, you guys are stupid. And it's just a trend. And and, and the way he's attacking foreign countries and the way he did it that was that NATO conference where he's butting in front of people Mm -hmm. to make sure he's out in front doing pictures and stuff. It's It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Lots of prayer. <laughs> yeah, and that's the only good thing. And I and just listen to what I'm saying. That's the only good thing that came out of him, the orange one getting in office, is that it made more people get down on their knees and start praying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, look, because this is the end of times, and you got the right one in office. And this this guy is a is is the alpha male with his finger on the trigger, with his finger on, when put his finger on the button. That's crazy. And there's a big-ass black bear stuck in a damn tree in Feasterville. Wow. Anyway. All right. That's a big-ass bear. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, while we're talking about Washington, Valicia took a trip to D.C. Saturday and went to the African American History Museum and break it down to us. I did. Um, I went to Washington, which is a, you know, an amazing experience in itself. Um, You know, you can be mad at the country like I am. You can, you know, not like it sometimes like I don't, but Washington is our you know, our central, our pinnacle. So um, I I really do respect it. And I know that not all that came out of it was bad. Um, So I took a trip down to D.C. Um, I visited the Martin Luther King Memorial first. I didn't get a chance to see the uh, Lincoln Memorial, which is what I really wanted to see. Um, You know, it's a notable, you know, a notable uh, landmark. Um, but after, well, when you see the Martin Luther King Memorial, it's a really, really, like, nice experience. It's really pride, proud, um, proudful, prideful. They have, like, the sayings on the walls, and his statue is just standing there, and it's overlooking, you know, a body of water, and it's just really nice. And it really shows you, you know, how peaceful he was. He was a man of peace, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I, I recommend anybody take a trip to Washington. Um, 
After that, I visited the fairly new National Museum of African American History and Culture. Um, it's part of the Smithsonian Institute. Um, it is fairly new. I think it's like a few years old. Um, and right off the bat, I'll tell you, it's a very overwhelming experience. It's a very overwhelming experience. Um there's so much to see. They start off with like the 1800 slavery and they go all the way to present day. So it's a trip that you cannot cover in a few hours or one day. You really do have to go down two times. And, you know, thankfully the tickets are free. You just have to keep watch on the internet as to when they put up the tickets. Um, so you can make sure you grab yours, but the tickets are free. Um, yeah, they they split it up into, like, concourses and levels. So, like, the bottom level would be, like, the 1800s and slavery and um, how slavery came about, how it worked, the segregation and all that. Um, the second level would be the exploration level. So it's a lot of interactive things, you know, a lot of hands-on things, Um and then the third level is modern day, you know, like Motown and um, stuff like that. So it's it's a really fulfilling experience if you're looking to learn, um, if you're looking to, you know, refresh your memory on um, African-American history. And, you know, I'll say it, that African-American history is American history. It happened in America you know, it happened to people in America, and, you know, it, it's happening in America. So that's American history. So I would say to people, don't be ignorant. Please learn and, you know, visit this museum. Um, not to talk too much about race, but I will say that we as, you know, black people need to do better because I've seen a lot, if not more, Caucasian people at this museum and it looked like they were really trying to learn. You know, I don't think they would waste really? their time. Huh? I said really. Yeah, I don't think they would waste their time, you know, if they were, you know, not interested in learning. Um, so we as a people, we need to go back and learn. And it seemed like a lot of the kids that were there were part of, like, schools and groups. But I would say to parents that we need to just take our kids there, you know, just because, just to learn. Um, the person, one of the people I was with, she's in college, and she asked me who Emmett Till was. And I was absolutely appalled by that. So, I mean, you know, it's not always up. I know we say the schools need to teach it more, the schools aren't teaching it more, but it's also up to us to learn and research ourselves too so we can be more powerful because we already are powerful, but we can be more powerful. We need to know what to do with our power. So that was my experience. I'm definitely going to go again. Yes, Big Daddy, I hope you go again. Uh, I hope you go, not again. I hope you go. Um it's a really good experience. It's very overwhelming. Um, you know, aside from that, it's lots of walking, lots of waiting in line. So wear sneakers and, you know, just be ready for all that. But it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. It's 
The museum is very beautiful, very well put together, and I just had a really nice time. I, you know, recommend anybody go. So that was my weekend. What was the, what was the general mood of everybody down there? Like, was 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 it like, were people happy? Like, did people seem friendly? Did it, did you have like an air of like, you know, confusion? Yeah, I mean, when when there's a certain memorial in the museum, it's the Emmett Till Memorial, and it's very like somber. Um, they have the actual casket that he was in down there. Um, and when I left, you know, you go in one way and you come out the other. When I left, I, I walked past a, a Caucasian woman who was older, and she looked like she was really, you know, like studying. Um, you know, all the pictures and stuff and all the, the uh, literature that was out there. And I kind of felt, oh, you know, like maybe a tension, like, look what, look what happened, you know, this is what happened to us and you're still doing it. But I didn't get that feel anywhere else in the museum, you know. It, it really felt like it was just any other museum. People were just there to learn and observe and look at things. So the overall feel was pretty nice. Um, if anything, like I said, it was our people, you know, not really paying attention, the younger people. Um, so I would just like to see us more involved and more interested in our own culture. Um, of course, most of the African-American people I saw there were older, so, but I would just like to see a lot more teens and youth really excited about learning about who they are. What was the old saying, and I don't know if Jesse Jackson said it, or I don't know if um, uh, Al Sharpton said it. Um, each one, teach one, reach one, teach yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, we still say that. Um, we, you know, and, as, and a, you hit the, as educators, you hit the the, the hammer on the other. The, the, you nailed it. <laughs> I'm stuttering on. <laughs> you nailed it. When you said we have to teach our own kids, don't mm-hmm. rely on the school system to teach them. Because, and I shared this with you before, I went to an all-white, predominantly white high school. Mm-hmm. So when it came time to do black history, in history class, it was done maybe one week in February. And, of course, it was Frederick Douglass, Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. Bippity boppity boop, Martin Luther King. And <laughs> even with that, it was an uncomfortable feeling learning this or hearing this in an all white school because the majority of the kids would be poking fun or saying a little smart stuff and this, that, and the fourth. So it was just one teacher I had, Miss Brady. And Miss Brady, if you listen in, I love you. Miss <laughs> Brady was the only one that actually broke it down when it went further than that and she gave homework and she made us read stuff about black history because she was dating a black man on the on a secret on a logo. She retired now, it is what it is. I can say it. But she was dating the black man. <laughs> and so she knew what the somewhat of the struggle was and she really broke it down. And I appreciate mm-hmm. that. But a lot of the stuff that I learned was because of me and the fact that my parents had a whole African American 
And I, and I, to the life of me, don't know what happened. But we had a encyclopedia that was all African-American encyclopedia in our home. So mm-hmm. we could go get any book we wanted and looked up whatever. Now, did my sister and I take advantage of it? Not as much as we should have. Because we only really pulled them books out when you had homework to do or something to that, towards that effect. We should be reading that all like every other day. But my parents took the time to get this for us, and I appreciate my parents for that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to do as parents is that educate our kids. We got to do it, just like you said. If you could plan a trip to Wildwood, if you could plan a trip mm-hmm. to Disney, you could plan a trip to wherever you want to plan a trip to. You could plan a trip to go down to D.C. and take your kids to this museum. And there's an African-American museum in Philadelphia that nobody mm-hmm. really going to like that. No, I, even so, I'm guilty not going to that one, huh? Yeah, I, I went there once. But, and I'm, you know what I'm saying, I could have went back more than that. I went once when it first opened and once when it was. But we have to, and when my kids are young, I should have took them. So I'm, I'm talking to myself. You know what I'm saying? I could have took them there, but I chose not to. I took them to the Franklin Institute. I could have took them to that museum. <laughs> we used to go to the Franklin Institute. Shoot, it wasn't every other week. I like the Franklin Institute. Anyway. Um, we really got to educate our kids, long story short. And I appreciate you for going. And maybe we should take a trip down there one day so we both can go. Absolutely. I like to experience that. Experience that for myself. It's not that long to drive. I got there in the time I said I would. So, huh? I, I, knew, you, I, knew, I knew you was going to go there. <laughs> Anybody who's listening, her and I was talking about this trip. I said it's about a three-hour drive to D.C. She said no, it was like two and a half, maybe two hours, and they got there in two hours. So somebody must have been flying. Mm. If you do it a speed uh, limit, it take three hours. Well, whatever. <laughs> Whatever, maybe he took a different road than you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next thing I wanted to talk about, and thank you, Felicia, for for sharing your story with us. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to talk about, anybody that's listening, here's my opinion. People inboxing me. People texting me. Asking me my opinion on the NBA Finals. Yes. Don't do it, people. Because I'm going to tell you straight up. I don't give a rat's butt. In the NBA, and, and I put something on my um my Facebook wall today, and this was a reporter talking about his his opinion on the NBA Finals, and it's bullcrap. It's bullcrap, and the NBA has painted themselves into a corner that now they can't get out of. And the reason why I'm saying this is that you, they allowed for players to all get together and these two great big mega teams to meet up, to fight each other in the finals, but one mega team is better than the other mega team, 
and they're blowing this other out. There was two games um, in the NBA Finals so far, and both of them was bullcrap. And I was thinking, okay, this is going to be the big to-do, the big garage, going to go seven games, then we're going to try to drag this out, whatever. No, I don't see Cleveland winning a game in this series. After, the, after what I just saw. Unless they get back to Cleveland and Super LeBron pulls out his red cape and takes his game <laughs> over, the Golden State Warriors are probably going to sweep them. And that will make for the Golden State Warriors to went through the entire playoffs without being defeated. Never heard of. It's unheard of. And that's why a lot of people are disappointed in this season. Because you had this great big mega team with, excuse me, with um, four to five superstars just murdering teams. But then on top of that, even during the season, the season ain't what it used to be. Because back in the day, and I'm guess right, I'm pulling a Jim Cornette, and I'm going back in the day. But back in the day, if you paid money to watch the Chicago, the, the Chicago Bulls play, you saw Michael Jordan, you saw Scotty, you saw Horace Grant, you saw Bill Cartwright, and all this stuff. And I just went back, I dated myself. But this is the players that you see. If you paid to see New York play, you saw Patrick Ewing, you saw Charles Oakley, Baba the Baba the Blah. Now, you'll be lucky if you pay money to go down to the well, because you know the Sixers haven't had the greatest record. So you paid your hard-earned money, and your kids wanted to, you know, wanted you to take because they wanted to see a certain player. There's a strong possibility that player might not even play that game because they decided to rest this player. And it's it, to me, it's unsightly, and they're resting them for the playoffs, which they're playing now. And they're still not playing up to where they should be. Mm. Back in the day, uh, a top NBA person played 82 games a year unless they were really injured. You just, just didn't sit them out because, okay, well, we're only playing Philadelphia, I'm going to sit you out. Or we're only playing Memphis, I'm going to sit you out. No. You played them. You wanted to see these play. These players wanted to get at one another. There was a rivalry. Every time mm-hmm. Boston came to Philadelphia, you knew Larry Bird and Doc was going to get in it. When you seen Detroit play Los Angeles, you knew Magic and Isaiah, as much as they were friends, and probably still are friends, they wanted to kill one another on the court. They might have kissed each other before the game started, but at the end of that game, they was pissed at each other. They were from kissing to pissing. And that's what they did. And that's my opinion on the NBA. And I am an NBA fan. You like that one, huh? Kissing the yes, person. Um, I am a diehard NBA fan. I love the Philadelphia 76ers. I, my, I bleed red, white, and blue. Anything the Philadelphia 76ers ask me to do, I will do and have done to the best of my ability. But the current state of the NBA now is depressing. And I hope that we could turn this culture around mm-hmm. where these players all want to get together. We can have this great big mega team and we're going to run through the NBA 
dance and celebrate, and then you get the the Super Bowl calling them up and talking about that's my team. I want to see my team play. And no, 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 that's not your team Shit. because they're winning now. It's just tell me who played for them ten years ago. Tell me who played mm-hmm. for them twenty years ago. I could do it, but I bet they can't. So as far as the NBA final go, and you really want me to you really want me to say who I want to see win? I hope the Golden State Warriors win these next two games and just get it the hell over with. So we can all go on and out with our lives and the NBA draft come up and we draft with a third pick or wherever pick we're gonna draft it because I just saw Brian Collector on T V now, somebody might trade the pick for something else. Or whatever's gonna happen, let it happen. Because this season was a bust all the way around. It was a bust. And the fact that we waited all this time since Halloween, when the season started, the season started right before Halloween, till now. This is what we all wanted. This is all we were waiting for was now. And now you see the Golden State Warriors like a pickup game against the um, Cleveland Cavaliers. And it's boring. I rather had watched the WWE pay per view than watched the finals last night. Isn't that what you did? And I did do that. But I did watch some, because if you go on NBA.com, I mean, I'm sorry, NBA, um, Comcast got an NBA channel. And you can watch the replay. And I started watching a little bit of the replay. And I got bored and turned it off. Game one of the whole game and got bored. They got to do better. They got to do better. Hope we're still on. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. All right, cool. But that's my opinion. Did you have a opinion? Oh, uh, yeah. It's funny because I actually looked at, if anybody's familiar with the app Time Hop, it shows you what you posted on, you know, all forms of social media, um, you know, on the same day but years ago. Um, and I, I said anyone but LeBron. So we were in the same situation last year. Um, Golden State was up and the Cavs hawked up and magically started, you know, winning. And uh, Golden State started playing poorly out of nowhere. So expect to see that again. You know, I'm like you. I want Golden State to win. Um, but, you know, they're pulling for King LeBron. I call him Queen LeBron. So it is what it is. I don't care. I'm not invested in either team. Like you, I'm going exactly. So, you know, it is what it is. You you be exactly. stupid not to think that this is rigged just like the Super Bowl is rigged, you know. So, it is what speak it on is. it. Speak on it. Speak on you it. No, know, I'm not going to speak on it because I'm not like, you know, a connoisseur on it, but I know enough but about sports right. to know. Yeah. But you're right. But you're right. <laughs> just like the NFL. The NBA is getting just as scripted 
and I think Vincent Man is working for everybody because that Dave Man, this is so scripted out. I know, and you know, people say, "But wrestling is, you know, it is what it is." But we don't try to act like it isn't. We tell you it is, you know. Exactly, exactly. It's out there. You know it is. Now the result of the violence is fake, but I mean, the result of the violence is real. But everybody knows scripted this, that, and the fourth. But the NBA is just a scripted. And you knew from the start of the October who was going to be in the finals. Just like the NFL was. NFL, you didn't quite know that Atlanta Falcons was going to make it to the uh, right. Super Bowl. Everybody was thinking it was going to be the Dallas Cowboys, which I would have loved, against um, the Patriots, but it didn't work out that way. But for a team to come back 25 down in the Super Bowl and win a game, I'm like, come on. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, we're totally agreeing from that. So let me take this commercial break. We'll come back with the WWE pay-per-view and um, do a movie review and wrap it up. This is Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 69. Oh, I shouldn't say it like that. Volume 69. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest soap in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? 
Do you even know they still print real paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our stores voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. And we're back. Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 69. I am Big Daddy, joined by my lovely co-host, Felicia Brown. Where, where's my issue of letters from home, Big Daddy? <laughs> Did that you send away for it? Be, that was supposed to be my birthday gift from you, so where is it? Oh, was it? it? Yeah. My bad. My bad. Let I'm happy to get that to you. What does it mean? Thank you. I appreciate that. By jolly. Good show. <laughs> so I'm going to deliver it to you with a little top hat, and I'm going to have a little monocle. Yes. And like, here, just do that different pose. You have to make me find it. Like, you have to leave clues. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Leave clues your, all around dark. Your gift is in the corridor. Yeah, yeah. Something oh. like that. <laughs> Smashing! You have found it. <laughs> but um, last night the WWE had Extreme Rules pay per view. It was the Raw based pay per view, and all around I'm gonna give it, I'll give it a C, maybe a B minus. Um, the opening match. I thought it was hot. Um, I don't Miz and, talk about and it. Dean Ambrose. I thought that the finish was smart. It was a smart finish, and it didn't end hokey. And it's still you just you could tell this feud's gonna go back and forth between them two with Dean getting it back. Because this was the seventh time the Miz and held his belt, and. Where do you go from here with it? So you can see, like, it's going to be a little bit of a, you know, a program between them two that's going to drag out, at least till SummerSlam. And I think it's good. Let it, let it, you know, let it keep going. Let it grow. It is what it is. I think, um, and I was sitting there watching the Miz wrestle, and the announcers said that this was the Miz's 92nd pay-per-view. And I was like, Damn. Damn, like he's been around for a while and really yeah, hasn't faced too much injury, so he's safe in what he does. Right. He's improved and, you know, he's impressive and, you know, where he came from. But Michael Cole and his dumb self called The Miz a veteran. Now, you're a wrestler, or, you know, you used to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. At what point do you start calling people a veteran? Because if you do your research, you would know that Dean Ambrose has been wrestling since he's been, like, 15 years old, 
and he's now 31, so that's 16 years. So it's kind of like when do you call people a veteran, but they don't want you to know that on TV. So, you know, they're trying to make it look like, oh, Miz was so smart, he was so crafty and everything he did. And, you know, I just really wasn't feeling it at all. Not just because Ambrose lost the title, but because I think Ambrose should be moving on to other things. Um, when Miz told Maurice to slap him, that should have happened at the top of the match, and Maurice should have been, you know, um, kicked out at the top of the match, and they should have had a fair one. So I don't, I don't understand. But when do you start being called a veteran, or is it just Michael Cole being an asshat? It's a lot of Cole being an asshat. And you could blame Vince McMahon for that, too, because, no, they're not going to talk about Dean Ambrose's past. And they're not going to do that. All As far as WWE concerned, is how long you've been with them and not what you've done before them. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Because even yeah. with, um, when it came to Cena and Owens, and Cena yeah. going up to the, uh, someone, yeah, you got this going on, kid, or, you know, this kid got a future in front of him. Like, wait a minute, I've been wrestling just as long, if not longer than you have, motherfucker. Longer than Cena has, yes. You know what I'm saying? That's the same thing with AJ Styles. But they don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. AJ been around and traveled and done a whole bunch of stuff, but he's a, he's a newcomer coming in. and No, nah, he ain't no new. He's not new to this business. So to me, to answer your question, I think if you've been wrestling past 10, I'd say you're a veteran. Okay. My opinion. Well, so that and it doesn't matter if veteran. you work for them. It doesn't matter if you work for them or anybody. If you've been bumping, doing shows, doing whatever. Because to me, because here's, here's a description with the average, the casual wrestling fan, or just people want to be a smart ass or whatever. When I first got to the business, I told people that, um, I was a professional wrestler. They were like, you ever wrestle on TV? Like, no, not yet. Then you're not really professional in it. That's bullshit. Mm. Yeah, it really is. And they used to piss me off. If you want to piss me off quick, say that. And I would, and now, excuse me if I, I said bullshit. I'm sorry about that. But that would tick me off the worst. Because as soon as I finished wrestling school and I paid all the money I paid, I became a pro wrestler. Not how many times I, I was seen on TV, not how many times I traveled the world, whatever. As soon as I finished school, I was a professional. I ain't no amateur professional or nothing like that because you ain't been on TV. That is so stupid because there's a lot of great wrestlers that wrestled in the Indies that never been on TV. Right. Or I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that who haven't had a TV, like, who had had a big contract to a major company? Right, yeah. One and, of you them know, off you the have... top of my... Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. One of them off the top of my dome, as soon as I thought about that, I think of Glenn Osborne. Glenn Osborne never really got a major contract to any fed or nothing like that. It's one hell of a wrestler. And I enjoyed wrestling with Glenn Osborne. Glenn Osborne was one of the smoothest wrestlers I've ever been in a ring with. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't really got signed to any big contracts or nothing like that. Mm. So that's my opinion. I was going to say, you know, you have companies like New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes, they have their own little streaming um, site, 
but they actually choose not to be mainstream and go on TV. And I think that shows a level of exclusivity. exclusivity. Um, it shows a standard, you know, that they have. So you don't really have to be on TV. I think once you're on TV, you lose focus of wrestling and you're focused on, you know, the glitz and glam of TV. Sports so. entertainment. Right, exactly. It, I it see stops being wrong. wrestling and starts being sports entertainment. Yeah, and that's where that's where I get pissed off. But if you're saying what you just said, that would mean the Miz is a veteran because I believe he made his debut sometime around 2003, and he was like yeah. officially called up to the main roster. I think um, 2006, I believe. So yeah, yeah, I would call him. He would be a veteran. This is a vet. But Dean Ambrose is a vet. Yeah. So you had two vets. You know what I'm saying? You can't say one's a vet and the other one doesn't. It has it isn't because they had to because they haven't been there as long as the other. That's bullcrap. Right. So if if the Miz is a vet, then Dean's a vet too. So that's where I'm at with it. Um, well, we got off the subject. What was he talking about? Oh, WWE pay per view. Um, that was open this match. Did after that was um, let's just say it was a mixed tag. It was Charlotte. I'm not Charlotte. Damn, Sasha <laughs> Banks and um, mm-hmm. Rich Swan against um. Alicia Fox and Noam Dar. Yeah, Noam, Noam Dar. Dar. No, I was going to, Noam Dar. They could have saved that. You could have somewhere. You could have let Dean and uh, Miz go longer. Whatever you could have did. Um, Rich Swan went over his hometown. That's the best thing about it. He did it some Whatever he did it at the end for the pen was cool. Him any thoughts on that one, Felicia? Um, I, I didn't hear a lot of what you said, but I know, you know, what match you were talking about. And, you know, I'm kind of over Sasha Banks. I've been over her, you know, call me what you want, indie fans, you know, smarts, whatever. But Sasha Banks, she's not a good promo. Um, she's, you know, kind of flashy. She's a, she, she, I'll give her credit for her wrestling ability for how short she, a shorter time she's been wrestling. Um, but other than that, you know, as a face, she sucks. We know that. She should have been turned on Bailey. She should have been turned on, you know, whoever she was with, and now she acts like she loves them. No, you don't. You want that title, and you need to act like you want it. Um I just don't understand the story with her. She's not a good promo at all. Rich Swan, he's amazing. I just wish he stopped, you know, chucking and jiving, but that's part of his, his deal, you know. Um, but he's amazing. That spot he did last night was beautifully done. It was so beautiful. And Alicia Fox, I mean, I'm a fan of hers. I don't think she gets nearly as much credit as she should get by right. You know, once again, if we are going by what we said earlier, Alicia Fox is a veteran too. And I would like to see her with some more titles. And she's not a bad wrestler. She's not like her sister. Her sister's a bad wrestler, but she's a good wrestler. 
So who's her sister? That girl, Christine. She was on um, a season of Tough Enough, and um, Stone Cold asked who her favorite wrestler was, and oh, yeah, yeah. I knew that was her sister. Yeah, or was that Cameron? I don't know. Um, I don't know. But Alicia Fox's sister, I think, is a wrestler as well. So that wow. might have been Cameron. I think that was Cameron. But yeah, I thought Cameron said that. Yeah, but Alicia Fox's sister is a wrestler, and she's not that great. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't know that. I gotta look her up. Um, can you hear me okay now? Yes. Okay. Uh, the Hardy Boys, Cesaro, Sheamus, and the Steel Cage. And to me, it was a good match. I'm not taking nothing away from it. It was a good match. Jeff Hardy jumped off the top of the cage. And at just age, I give him mad props. Matt climbed up there and fell off the top of that cage a couple, a couple of times. Mad props. I just thought that the match itself, like, because, you know, it was a match that was, um, if Matt Hardy, if the Hardy boys won that match, they get to, you know, they get to pick what match they could have at the pay-per-view, and they pick the steel cage. And I thought for a second, like, why would you want to be in a steel cage with these two brutes? Like, I would want to pick something where my speed would, you know, my speed would work and not being caged in with these two brutes. But um, mm-hmm. good match. Sheamus and Cesaro escaped the cage at the same time. I thought that they were going to say they both hit at the same time, but they barely got out, you know, jumped down before Jeff out of the cage. And I didn't understand that either because I figured – I always thought if you left the cage, then that's it. But if you didn't climb back in, you still left first. Yeah, I never saw that before. I never saw where they said, okay, he went back in the cage, so now he has to escape the cage again for the win. I'm like, wait a minute. I never understood it like that. That's, that's something new they threw in there. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, Cesaro and Sheamus won. Um, so I'm looking forward to the rematch of that. And I hope to save the end for the Hardy Boys because I really enjoyed right. them being back and the WWE, and I want them to stay. I want them to stay. Yeah. So I, I hope, you know, that it's not the end of their contract and they're going to go back to the NBC or whatever. Like, stick around for a little bit. Let Jeff and Matt have an, you know, have an individual run if you want them to. You know, so that was the, that match. Um, what am I missing? Uh, before we do the main event, I know oh. there was something else in there. <laughs> yes, yes. There was the submission match between right. Neville, Neville and and um, Austin Aries. Good match. Good match. I'm an Austin Aries fan. I wanted to see him go over five. You know, that's the third time they wrestled on pay-per-view, and I just feel okay, this is the time he's going to win. And no, he tapped out to Neville, but Good friggin' match. If um maybe they're putting Aries like back, I'm not saying mainstream nothing like that, but maybe have him on Raw with more wrestling bigger guys. You know, maybe going for like the icy belt something like that. If you didn't want to put the the cruiserweight on him, but Austin Aries can 
can, you know, both wrestlers are great wrestlers, and it was a good match, and I enjoy watching them two wrestle each other. I just don't want to see where they wrestle each other too much and it gets dry, because that was the third time, and I thought that they have a good chemistry with one another, and I hope they get along, because they throw some hard shots at one another, and Aries had chopped um, Neville halfway through this match, I was like, damn! Because it like, mm. echoed throughout the whole entire arena, like he smacked the piss out of them. So, I hope they get along, because that was a real hard one. But good back. What do you think of it, Felicia? I love those two. Um, kudos to Neville for, you know, growing and coming back and reinventing himself. He did a great job. Um, I think he's a beast heel now, and I think a lot of the heels on the main roster can actually, you know, take a few notes from this guy that came from NXT. I think he's great. Um talks well, he wrestles, you know, well, um, and he's just a good heel. And you know I love Austin Aries, so it really works out. And I don't want it to be, oh, just the cruiserweights or, oh, just some ex-NXT people. Um, I want it to be, you know, I want them to be close to main event one day, you know. They deserve it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where it goes. I like the few too, you know. I want to see Austin Aries go farther and get what he deserves. I want him to face, you know, some main roster people eventually. So, yeah. we'll see. But, you know, so we'll far see. so good. That's pretty much what they're I'm just, saying too. Yeah, they're just moving a little slow with Austin to me. Um, yeah. So. I, I was good. I was I was happy to see him with the cruiserweights, but now I want to see him get past that. Yeah, like I feel like that's actually a step, you know, below him, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and the main event was a five-way um, Extreme Rules match between Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, and um, who am I missing? Oh, Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. I think all five wrestlers did well. Even as much as I don't like Reigns, Reigns worked last night. There was a lot of high spots. The timing was good. Um, halfway through, I'm like, Finn Balor's going to win this shit. Finn Balor's going to win this. But then when Joe won at the end, I was happy. Matter of fact, I think that's who I really, I know that's who I really wanted to see win anyway. Like, I didn't want to see Steph or Roman win. That was a definite. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been, Bray, I wouldn't have been too um, upset with it, but it is what it is. But I definitely wanted to see Joe, and I think the WWE finally listened and said, okay, now we just set up the dream match. Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe. And that's going to be a hard-hitting, suplexing, ass-kicking match. Maybe not, though. You know, that's a dream match for me. But who knows what Brock is going to say. Maybe he knows, you know, how good Samoa Joe is. And just like Dean Ambrose said, he might come in there and say, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to lay down. I love Brock, but he's he's a crybaby. True that. True that. And I'm a Lesnar Mark, but, yeah, he might show up. He might show up and say, you know what, 
eh, I don't feel like working that hard tonight. And like, and that sucks for Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Because Joe is another one who I would say is a veteran because he's been wrestling forever. He's been wrestling for a minute. He did mm-hmm. pay his dues. And to be a bigger guy with not that great a shape, but he's an ass kicker. He's like a big Taz to me. And he can suplex you however, he'll choke you out, he'll do whatever. And if they both decide they want to put on a, a good match, it'll work. But it has to be up to both of them. And I'm 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 confident that Joe will do what he has to do as Brock. Mm-hmm. What was your opinion of the match? Um, I, where were they again? What town were they in? Or city, whatever? Baltimore. 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 I didn't like the crowd. Um, for me, the match could have been great, but the crowd kind of messed it up for me. We really got to put away the this is awesome chance and the holy shit chance. It, it, it's just unnecessary. I mean, Roman Reigns pushes two guys. So Roman Reigns, who's what, upper, you know, 200s, um, pushes two guys who are also in the 200s through a padded wall that uh, a five-year-old could eventually push down. And this is awesome or holy shit, really? It's just not good. And, and you can't – it's getting to a point now where on Raw or on SmackDown they're saying this is awesome every match. Like, it's too much yep. to say it once per show. Now you're saying it, like, once a match? It's not good. It's not a good look. And it's it's taking away the novelty and the, the you know, just the, the exclusivity of wrestling. It's It's too much. Not everything is awesome. Not everything is holy shit. This isn't ECW. Like, that was holy shit. This is not. Mm, I agree. Yeah, I even agree. CZW, you know? Mm, I agree. So, they say it a little bit too much. Yeah. So, I mean, the match was okay, but they kind of did too much for me with the crowd. <laughs> but... Samoan Joe is the number one contender, and I'm looking forward to it. Yes, that is my pick, and I did not think it would happen, but it happened. And the next uh, Raw pay-per-view is Great Balls of Fire. Oh, my gosh. It's already getting buzzed with the graphic that they put out. I don't know if you've seen it, but it looks a lot like a – yeah. And I was like, what the hell is the Hunky Tongue Man coming back? Uh, I see the Cadillac and the stuff. Like, what they doing? Like, was it a new tag team or something? That's great balls. Of I'm like, oh, Lord. Did you see the poster for it? No, I didn't see the poster. Oh, okay. I will send you the poster. The poster for it looks like a male member. It's two balls and this long streaming fire line coming out of it and it oh, looks a Lord. lot like something else. <laughs> Great balls of fire. Mm-mm. <laughs> All right, that's a WWE report pay per view. Like I said, I give it a B minus C plus. Yeah, I think this they started out hot. It got dry in the middle. Finish strong. That's my opinion. 
C minus. Now we're going. Or C. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. We we write about the same. We write about agreeance. Um. Next, we have a movie review. OMG. No. No. Thanks. Thanks, though. The movie review is Wonder Woman. All the world is waiting for you and the powerful things you do. All right, forget it. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, DC finally, I, I think this is the closest DC has come to like knocking one out of the park. So hopefully Justice League will do it justice. And um, it was good to see a female driven superhero movie. And she wasn't the sidekick or nothing like that. She was like, the, you know, the main superhero in this movie. And I think I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. So I give it a three. A three booties. What about you, Felicia? Yeah, um, I'm going to give it a three, too. I was looking at it two different ways. I'll be quick because I know we're nearing the end of the show. Um, But I was looking at it from, like, a woman-led movie, too, because, you know, if it didn't do well that, you know, they might have kind of ripped it apart or went full on sexist. But um, she did really well, and the movie did well. Um, I think I saw some reviews of... um, a hundred something. I don't know if it was a hundred million, but we'll see. Um, I forget what it was. Um, but for her not to be, you know, uh, a, a trained actress or, you know, coming up in the industry, she was a model. Um, I think she did a great job and I loved her from, um, Superman versus Batman or Batman versus Superman, whatever. Um, <laughs> And, you know, I think she'll do a good job carrying on, you know, Wonder Woman. And I'm a Marvel fan, so sorry, but DC is still a little bit behind, even with this great yeah. movie. Um, they're behind in the in the cinema arms race. <laughs> and they are. That's what I said. This is probably yeah, the best is. one that they put out. And, right. um, and just like you said, that, that girl being a, um, a model with – a little training, they took a gamble, and the gamble paid off because she nailed it. Because I don't know who else she could have picked to play that part. Anne Hathaway, there's no way in hell I would have saw it. Um, or anything like that. Um, so she was perfect. The movie was, was, was a lot of, it was a lot of funny parts. There was a little bit of twist at the end, which I like. Um, it was cool. It was cool. Just when I was in the theater, and this is just a little food for thought, and then we're going to wrap this up. But people, anybody that's listening, if you're in a movie theater and you're eating, shut your freaking mouth. Do not chew with your mouth open. It is disgusting. It is a bad habit. It is disturbing. 
all I got to say about it. Maybe no, I'm going to say something else. This chick was in the theater munching on this popcorn. It's bad enough she was munching like she ate eight in five days. But then she started squeaking the popcorn in the teeth. I never heard popcorn squeak in your mouth until this chick. And halfway, I, I wanted to get up and move. Because that's how I was with this popcorn. Disgusting is a bad habit. Cut it the frick out. If you don't know how to conduct yourself in a movie theater, then don't go. And it also goes for the ass hat who was on his cell phone another time I went to a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Don't talk on your cell phone in the middle of a movie. That's rude. All right. Let me get off my soapbox because we got to wrap this up. Any last words, Felicia? No, but everyone, you know, enjoys the weather. It's going to clear up toward the end of the week. Summer is near, so have fun, plan a trip, do something helpful, see some sights, and live, learn, laugh, love every day. Everybody, have a good week. Next week will be Everybody out. Be safe. Keep an eye on your children. Because it's getting close to summertime and kids are out a little bit more. And it goes not just for small children, it's past teenage children. Kind of sort of know what your children's up to because these kids are walking around. So, outside of that, God bless you all. There's three different types of people in the world those who don't know what happened. God bless you all. See you next Monday. Peace. Peace. Bye, everyone. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.